0: Welcome to the EAST Career Cast, brought to you by the EAST Career Development Committee. I'm Brad Dennis from Vanderbilt University. For today's podcast, we have partnered with the EAST Mentoring Committee to bring you a special career cast focusing on mentoring. So with me today is guest moderator Stephanie Bonney. Dr. Bonney is an assistant professor of surgery and trauma surgeon at Rutgers New Jersey Medical School in Newark, New Jersey. She's actively involved in EAST on both the Mentoring Committee and the Injury Prevention Committee. She has participated in the EAST Mentoring Program as a mentee several years ago. She's also active on social media and can be followed on Twitter with the handle at ScrubbedIn. So, Dr. Bonnie, thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you. Um, So today with us we have um, Dr. uh, Matt Lissauer. Matt is just up the road for me um, at at uh, Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, where he is an associate professor of surgery, also uh, in the Division of Trauma and Acute Care Surgery. So uh, welcome, Dr. Lissauer. Thank you. Uh, so today we're talking about the EAST Mentoring Program, um, and you were part of the inaugural EAST Mentoring Program class, so the very first class. Um, looking back now after some time, how do you think that the mentoring program helped you at that time in your life?
0: Uh, I think the mentoring program was extraordinarily helpful for me. It was a very interesting coincidence. It happened at a point in my career where I really needed some external mentorship. Um, I was probably about five or six years into my uh, career in Maryland. I graduated my fellowship there and had been uh, faculty there for you know, about five or six years, and really was a little bit lost. I had fantastic mentors at Maryland, don't get me wrong, between Dr. Scalia and everybody else. I I can't name everybody. There's so many of them. Um, They were wonderful. But at the same time, I needed an external look into what I was doing, someone from outside of my environment, because I'd been contemplating a move. um, I knew I loved Maryland but didn't know if that was going to be a – perfect career for me, so when I saw the announcement for the um, mentoring and uh, realized I could be a mentee, uh, I signed up, and it really, it was unbelievably helpful to get that external perspective from somebody who had, you know, been there, done that, and was a, a senior member of East.
1: Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Sometimes we reach out for mentors outside of our, um area or outside of our institution uh, when we're looking at transitions so that's um, I think a great time to reach out for mentorship.
0: Yeah and it you know even beyond transitions I wasn't a hundred percent sure I was ready to move or wanted to move and I didn't I really didn't know what else was out there What questions should I be asking you know what You know, should I be staying, et cetera? And just to have that person to bounce ideas off of and discuss things like career progression at that time and future goals and what I wanted out of life and a career, and then from a really unbiased source say, look, if you stay at Maryland, it's this, this, this. If you move, it could be this, this, or the other thing. And it really helped me organize sort of my thoughts, my decision-making process. It was a very refreshing look at my career.
1: Great. Well, that is a great endorsement. Um, Our next question, who was your mentor, and um, are you still in contact with your mentor now?
0: So I I got extremely lucky. Uh, My mentor was Ron Gross, and he was just fantastic. Uh, At the time, he was uh, at Bay State where he is now. Um, He reached out to me and, you know, through the structured program, we did our, you know, routine calls, met up at the conferences I could go to, and it worked for a number of reasons. I think he had a similar mindset that I did. Whoever did the matching, I think, knew us both and thought it would be a good match and they were correct. Uh, Additionally, it turns out he has a horse farm that is maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes away from where my parents live. Uh, so I was able to uh, connect in that regard as well. And he was uh, just a fantastic mentor for me. Uh, do we keep in touch? Not as often as I would like. Uh, after I moved up to New Jersey, things got really busy, as I'm uh, sure you can imagine. Uh, but we do touch base occasionally uh, at meetings. Uh, in fact, he met. Uh, my current chief, uh, Rajan Gupta, at a meeting asked about me, and, and that prompted me to give him a buzz. We spent about a half an hour, 45 minutes on the phone uh, a few weeks ago catching up, and it was uh, like no time had passed at all.
1: Great. How is uh, how is your relationship now? Is it still um, sort of that mentor-mentee when you talk to him now, or like when you recently caught up, is it more like a friendship, or are you – do you feel like it's more um, of sort of a level colleague, like even, um, or do, do you still sort of see him as somebody who's at, um, you know a little ahead of you in career and life and all that?
0: Uh, you know, the answer is yes to all of that, and I'll explain a little bit. Um, I think once, you know, he was my mentor, I, I think he's always going to be a mentor. He's somebody I know that if I had a question He's one of the group of people I can call and know I'll get an answer from somebody who has, you know, experience, insight, wisdom, and will be honest with me. So there's always going to be that mentor-mentee relationship, and it's nice to have. And, you know, it could be now, it could be 10 years from now, and we haven't spoken. I know I could just dial up and ask him a question, and he'd be, you know, more than happy to, to answer um however at the same time i am a number of more years experienced and so there is some of that collegiality, collaborative, we're on a little more of an equal footing and talk about things on a different plane than they, than we did when i was more junior um and of course there's always uh you know the social friendship aspect uh he um, uh you know, I love looking at pictures of his horses. I'll leave it at that. He's got a horse farm. His horses are fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, I really enjoy seeing that side as well. And it, it really, I think, is all of the above of what you asked, you know, mentor, friend, colleague, equal, et cetera. And I think in, in that regard, it, it really was a, a good match.
1: Great. It's great to hear about EAST. Um, you know, one of the sort of main tenets of EAST is that it's about building relationships, and it sounds like that has really really worked out for you. Um, next question. After participating in the program as a mentee, you then became a mentor. Um, are you still in touch with your mentee?
0: Uh, well, the uh, my mentee was Brad, who is also on uh, this webcast. And uh, this may get a little bit awkward, but I think I was far more successful as a mentee than a mentor. I think being a mentor may have taught me a lot more than I was able to impart on Brad because he already had a head start and a great set of mentors and a great uh career path, as evidenced by the fact that he's running uh, these these podcasts and is uh, nationally known at this point. Um, so, you know, the, the transition from mentee to mentor was actually a little difficult for me. I, I think I learned a lot from it. I, I think it takes a lot more time than anyone realizes. It takes a lot more planning than anyone realizes. I've tried to apply some of those lessons to my current uh, – the people I work with and interact with at professional organizations now. Uh, such as East, it, it really was an eye-opening experience. Um, and, you know, Brad's on the call. Feel free to, to chime in. I think my goal as a mentor was to try and provide some of what, you know, my mentor provided to me, Uh guidance, discussions, career path, places to look, connections, uh things like that. And, you know, I hope I was at least a little bit successful, uh, but I, I suspect, uh, that probably didn't need much because he was already, uh, uh, you know, well on his way to becoming a star. Great.
1: It's interesting as, um, as mentoring programs have developed and mentoring has become a topic of, of study and, and something where there's, you know, lots of guidelines now for how to be effective mentors and mentees. People, um, talk a lot about sort of mentoring up and then mentoring back. So, you know, men- having a mentor who's in front of you in your career, but also sort of not forgetting that when you become a mentor, um those mentees will eventually become successful and um can help you out in sort of a collaborative fashion as well. So, um it's really interesting and as we've moved forward, there's also talk about um Sort of same level mentoring, so finding two people who are at the same the same position in their life and mentoring across, um, instead of having this sort of person who's sort of more senior and another person who's more junior. So there's there's lots of different models for mentoring. I think as long as the the spirit is there that you're providing something, um, it, in some ways it doesn't really matter anymore, kind of where people are at in their career.
0: I, I would agree with that strongly, as I've. Uh, learned over the past few years and as I made a career transition from Maryland to where I am in New Jersey now, um, I, I learned a lot of those lessons. And it's interesting, as I get uh, older, I hate to use that word, uh, but seeing some of my, you know, former fellows who are now in fantastic positions, and I, I email them and ask them questions and ask them advice and ask them what their thoughts are because they've gone on to do, you know, terrific things. I think it is a very, uh, you know, a nice aspect of mentoring that it really, it can be formal. It doesn't have to be formal. Um, and I think that's what's nice about the EAST program when I went through it. There were structured um, uh, points to it that, you know, we're supposed to have a certain number of conference calls, meet at EAST, Uh, But it wasn't pushed or forced beyond that. It was whatever the mentor or mentee needed could get out of the program. And it allowed the opportunity to interact with people who may not have uh, met or, you know, known before and get a different aspect, a different perspective, a different uh, take on trauma as as a career, and I, I think the, the EAST program is very valuable because of that.
1: Great. Um, so getting just a little bit into the details of, of that, um, so EAST didn't really dictate what kind of topics that you um, discussed with your mentor or your mentee, um, but what did come out of that for you? Um, I mean, what did you discuss with Dr. Gross, and what did you discuss with Dr. Dunn? It's not in detail, but just what were some of the general topics that you touched on in your mentoring and mentee relationships?
0: You know, I think the the two biggest were career progression um, and how to accomplish that, and I'll get into those details a little bit. And... Um, uh, academic progression, how to be sort of suce- successful academically. From a career, and, and those two do sort of go hand in hand. Uh, but from a career progression standpoint, we discussed that I was, you know, five, six, seven years out, that it was probably time, given my CV, uh, to start looking for leadership opportunities. And this is where we discussed you know, should that be at Maryland or should that be outside of Maryland? Um, and the ultimate decision was it was outside of Maryland and I'm, I'm happy in New Jersey now. Uh, I actually do miss Maryland quite a bit. It, it was not anything, uh, uh, you know, personal or, or or bad or it was just time to move for me. Um, and that was – I was able to clarify that through my discussions, um, with Ron, and was able to get a, a nice leadership position where I am now, and I'm, you know, happy and successful in my own institution. Uh, in that regard, and that was, I, I can't under under I don't even know the word, so I may have to edit this part out. Um, but understate. the importance of that, yeah, there, there you go. I'm on vacation, so I'm having a little TIA. <laughs> um, I can't, it's impossible to understate how important it was just to chat with somebody who was unbiased, who was, you know, had no preconceived notions, who really said, you know, what do you want? What are you looking for? Made me look inside myself And then when I had that question answered, okay, what can you get from Maryland? You know, have you talked with your leadership there? What can you get from um, other institutions? What opportunities are there? And and it really helped solidify my decision-making process, and and ultimately I was very successful with that. So that, that was the career progression part of it. Um, the other part we talked about was progression through different you know academic societies and and latter going from you know committee person to committee chair to um, more senior member etc and that it was interesting I had an idea, but because it wasn 't necessarily the focus of my mentors at my home institution. Who are you know, ultimately just fantastic, but it was just it was a different perspective on that. I learned a lot about that, and it really, you know, those those two facets of being a uh, being Ron's mentee really opened my eyes to a lot and helped my career progress significantly. Um, and uh, those are the two areas we focused on. And even when we were on the telephone a few weeks ago. Um, and mentioned what, you know, my plans were in New Jersey. And he said, "See, that's what we talked about 3 years ago. This is what we planned for you. This is the path we came up with, and it sounds like it's being executed as we discussed." And I was touched that he had remembered that from years ago, and he was right, and it was. And it really you know, hit home how important that was.
1: Great. That's awesome. Um, did similar topics come up when you when you were a mentor then with your mentee, or was it just, like, a totally different set of, of topics? It was a little
0: different experience, I think. Um, you know, Brad had a uh, wonderful set of mentors already, and I think already had an idea about his, career and where he wanted to go. And so maybe it was a little more fine-tuning. You know, we talked about East. We talked about academic progression. We talked about career progression. And in some ways, I think a more senior person than me may have been a better mentor, and at the same time, I'm not sure he needed as much from me as You know, I did it at the same point in my career years and years ago. And I was happy to provide whatever wisdom, knowledge, et cetera, I could. And we always had wonderful discussions when we met at East or had our uh, phone calls. And, you know, he's been been very successful. I'd like to think I had a, a small part in that, but I also think I had a small part in that. Which is great. I mean, that that's totally fine with me, and um, uh, you know, something he should be proud of.
1: Awesome. Um, So, reflecting just sort of on your own professional growth, and we've talked a little bit about sort of the change between becoming a mentee and a mentor. um, But what advice do you have for you know faculty who are maybe a few years out? They're just starting to sort of make that transition. They've had a lot of mentors, and now they have maybe residents or fellows or junior faculty that are coming to them now looking for mentorship. What, what kind of has to change to make that transition effective?
0: I think the biggest thing is the mentor has to be comfortable where they are and has to be comfortable with who they are and have the wisdom and insight, as to how they got there, to be able to impart that to others. Um, and so that's being tangible. The other thing a mentor needs is time. Um, I think mentoring is far more time-consuming than most people realize. And it really is a sacrifice of time uh, to do it. That's often difficult early in a career, but at the same time, looking back on, on my early career, I think it's – if I were to try and impart my, you know, mentoring wisdom on more junior faculty, take that time, take, you know, meetings with the residents on a regular basis if they show interest in looking up to you as a mentor. Foster their um, their knowledge, their their career. Their, you know, if the residents they haven't decided what they want, it's a great way to get people into trauma critical care. Um spending that time is probably the best thing one can do for both the, you know, mentee's career as well as the
1: mentor's career. Great. Um, I think that's really great advice. Um, so just to wrap up, um, who do you think benefits the most from a mentoring program like the one at East? The mentee, the mentor, or both, and uh, and why?
0: I think that's an individual question. I can tell you my experience. I really um, thrived as a mentee. I I needed that. And, again, that's not to take away anything from any of my mentors where I was. I really just needed a different perspective, a different look, and um, Ron was able to provide that, and it was a good match. And I learned – A ton as a mentee, as a mentor, I think it was more of a learning process for me as well, which to this day I find invaluable in how to do it, what's expected of you, how you know, how can you help somebody move through their career, Um, and that's those aren't easy questions, and everybody needs something different. But I took a lot of the lessons I learned as Brad's mentor and tried to augment them and build them up and be better and better and better um, every time someone has come to me. And so I think, from my standpoint, I benefited greatly from being both, from experiencing both. I do think, in general, that... Both mentors and mentees should get something out of the relationship. The mentee really should get the guidance, the perspective, the knowledge, the, you know, wisdom. And the mentor should also get something from the mentee. Um, And they will learn themselves and they will grow themselves and they will understand new ways of doing things when they see someone else's perspective and how to do it. Um, so I do think that relationship has to work both ways. And that's something that took me a while to realize. Um, but it was, you know, really the EAST program that started me on that path to understanding it. Great.
1: I think that that's, um, it's a great endorsement of the EAST program. And it sounds like, um, many of the, the experiences that you've had with the EAST mentoring program are, are similar to, um, Similar to what I had, and similar to what I've, I've heard the other other folks have. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Or
0: I, I don't think so. I mean, I know the the podcast is uh, the broadcast is supposed to be um, about my experiences, but I, I would put in a final plug for the East mentor mentee program for whoever has the opportunity. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, vested in it in any in any way, but it was a wonderful opportunity for me on both sides. And I think that it's uh, wonderful that East provides that opportunity to its members.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much um, to Dr. Lesauer for joining us today. Um, the East Mentoring Program, if you are interested in participating, is open to all East mentors or members. If you are interested in becoming a mentor for the program, um, please contact East. You can um, email the um, Central East offices, and they'll um, put you on the list to be a mentor. Um, an annual call for applications um, will be sent out over the summer to be a mentee, um, and applications can be completed on the EAST website. Uh, please make sure that you take care um, take advantage of this um, opportunity if you are uh, interested in participating, um, and it's a great opportunity to network and to be matched with a mentor. Um, this opportunity is provided to you by the Mentoring Committee of the Eastern Association for the Surgery of Trauma. And we hope you enjoyed the program today. When you find a moment of time, please visit the EAST website at www.east.org for more uh, EAST career podcasts and other valuable information.